Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. If you enjoy the show, you can show your support by pledging us on our Patreon page. That's Cashing In With TJ Miller. Also, I am doing more cash withdrawal episodes, the quarantine editions. Check that out. I'll be posting those on the Cashing With TJ Miller Facebook page and also all your other outlets. And most importantly, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Here we are. We're back. Quarantine episode. The dark period. The dark. Episode. Oh, no. <laughs> two. The caca. Part, background. Part two. Caca. 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 We're going to hawk out. Hi, hi, hi. So I called, I called, I called T.J. and said, hey, we got to do a pod right now and he said i'm naked in the hallway <laughs> um, that was the first thing he said he goes i'm naked in the hallway well which, what we're doing what yeah. we're doing is we're being just uh, so preca- so precautious that it's we're uh, being precociously it's, it's, precautious yeah it's we're precociously preposterously precautious <laughs> yeah, we're showing precocious it. yeah so we uh we've been doing a thing where it's like so we don't wear the clothes that we wear outside in the apartment in our house. Right. Right. And we also wear different clothes when we just are in the building because we take the trash downstairs and the way that I get exercise is I climb flights of stairs. Right. So I, anything that's shipped to us, I climb five flights of stairs holding whatever that is, groceries. And then then you get exercise washing the packages. Are you still doing that or not? We are still doing that. That's going to be the first thing to, that's going to be the first thing to go for me. I know that's. At what point are we like, look, I'd really rather die than wash my hands anymore. Like at what point is that? Or I'd really rather die than, than wash a package that just showed up (laughs) and then wash the interior of the package and then wash my mouth out with soap after I eat what was in the package like at what why, point and then we've been we've been washing the soap that we're washing our hands with so after you sort of wash your hands you washing the soap with the soap, soap. yeah make sure the soap's clean <laughs> and if that got Are you any, serious that got really any on the that? second bar we only wash the soap with the same bar of soap 
And then once we're done washing the soap with the different bar of soap, we sanitize that. We use hand sanitizer. Yeah, I spray that. hand sanitizer on my soap. And a lot of people have been doing this. And then I hand. soap down the hand sanitizer. Then I wipe my anus with my bare hand, and I just <laughs> I, I sort of run my fingers through my hair. And uh, I well, you're a guy that, I mean, this is extra dangerous for you because you're a guy, from what I understand, you pee where you poop. A lot of people don't do that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. One piss. of those rare, I almost rare always are willing to piss where I shit. That's true. Yeah. I pee where I poop. I don't always poop where I pee. Otherwise, there'd be yeah. a lot of shit in the shower. Right. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're just, you know, we're just talking just for shits and giggles, which is my least favorite expression. Yeah, you're saying I don't know who, it's a terrible expression. I don't know who came up with that, but I don't like it, and I've who never liked it. This, this is probably the only the first or second time I've ever said it, even. Who, who's giggling while they're shitting? Huh? This, there's nothing funny about that. I just yeah. think it's weird that you would be like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I think, I teach, I think a lot of people are curious about something in particular. Uh, during the quarantine, well, here let me this just, is really appropriate for the dark period to talk about this. But let me let me just I mean, let me finish. So what we do is, yeah, when we get out in the hallway because our next door neighbors are not home, they've all fled to Atlanta and to take care of their parents and all these kinds of things, and so it's perfectly normal because no one would ever come up to the fifth floor except these people, yeah, our neighbors. So we just get naked in the hallway. And and sort of get dressed in our uh, or sort of in the building clothes or outside quarantine uniforms, and I got so a the great quarantine or- orgies. uniform sort of non non interactive orgies. Yeah, exactly. So we we uh, you know so I and I actually don't know what you meant by that, but uh, um, you know we'll sort of uh, all those clothes are outside and we don't want to bring them into the apartment. So I have a full sort of uniform of a work chore coat and matching pants from lc king it's like a duck brown and i have a hat that i sort of keep in the hallway so we've got sort of two different outfits in the hallway um that we just get naked out there get dressed and then head right down the goddamn stairs (laughs) right down main street right down broadway my favorite part of the quarantine is when i go out and i don't i think i might have mentioned this on the last episode i'm not sure it's hard to know when I'm repeating myself, but when I go out, I wear a full uh, ski mask and ski goggles. Oh, no, you haven't uh, talked about this yet. I don't know. Yeah, I go to Ralph's or wherever at the supermarket, and I'll wear like a turtleneck. I'll wear a full, like, just homemade <laughs> so mask. Going, and then I'll wear ski goggles, and, and I'll wear a, a, a ski hat. And then, because, and I think this might continue for a while where no one would hold that against me and I think it's so cool to be walking around in public I'll see people I know and I don't have to say hello even right because they don't know it's you and they're huge ski goggles that I got at the lost and found I always wanted to wear a mask we ordered long before any of this happened I somehow ordered those N95 masks and yeah I ordered them in part because I heard that um, the surgical masks don't really do anything in terms of Mm -hmm. preventing the virus from getting in your respiratory system but i also i think ordered them so early because i just read somewhere that those are the masks that were good i thought you know this would be so cool even if i don't do it um but what if i had those and i wore those and then people couldn't recognize me in public so that was part of why i got the masks so it must be awesome for a month ago and you know what it it's what i do is i i have um 
three masks. Uh, two at one, I wear inside the other, so that they, you know, they don't. One touches the outside world, one touches my face, and the third one I use to wash the other two masks. Yeah. And then I drench now, when I wash, soap when I every wash night. my hands, I put a mask over the soap because <laughs> I don't want the soap to get sick. Yeah. You can't have that, you know. I actually, I have a, a mask bed now where I actually crawl inside a mask mm-hmm. at night. So I sleep inside a giant bed mask. Folks, if you could fit a bed mask Folks. in your closet, <laughs> is your closet too big? Folks, if you're living in your closet, it's a quarantine. The worst pandemic in the last hundred years. That's what's happening. Um, and but, you know, here's what's fun. weird, though, Teach. I, I, like when Trump was elected. Um, Both of us know that bu- was an unmitigated disaster. Right. I got a bunch of. Well, it's it's weird that it's weird that the two worst things that have happened in America in my lifetime happened on the watch of both of our just most just not very intelligent presidents. Like it's like the least equipped to deal with those crises. Yeah. Right. It's a bummer that like it's an extra terrible thing that these two things have happened in our lifetimes, but you know, every generation is going to have some terrible stuff happen. But the fact that, these ha- just the what are the odds it would happen during these two presidencies? Yeah, you know? and I think it's weird too. Here's one thing. But what do you mean two strange. presidencies? Well, Trump and Bush. You know that these two. Oh, I see. You're you know, September just, 11th. I thought you yeah, were getting elected. No, I'm talking then, about. I'm talking about that. You know, we've got 9/11 and we've got this. These are probably the two in, in my lifetime the two worst things that have happened. And the things where I would hope for a great leader to step up. And unfortunately, two of our least uh, skilled leaders were in office. That's the way I feel about it. I know we don't get too political on the show, but you know who I I really liked, and I just I listened to his stuff almost every day. Is the governor of New York, and that's why that's in part why Kate and I came right back to New York, is because from our perspective, it was like New York has dealt with huge tragedies before. They know how to deal with a disaster. Right. If it's a hurricane, if it's a blackout, if it's 9-11, we sort of trusted them to be more um, on top of it. And the person that's really come through is not the mayor of New York, but the governor, Governor uh, Anthony Cuomo. And he has just every day made people feel more at ease. He's just a, he's a really great leader. And a lot of people are saying now, you know, we should put him on the ticket instead of Joe Biden to run against, um, uh, Trump. But one of the reasons he's such a great leader is he doesn't have any aspirations to, um, uh, be the president. That's not what's important. What's important to him right now is to get New York state through this, and then once they're on the other side of it, to help the other states in the United States. And so he's he's really – have you seen any of his stuff? Uh, I mean, it's hilarious stuff. I've seen it on Netflix. So I saw his hour special, but I haven't seen the, the, you know, the rest of it. Um, he's – <laughs> I'm joking. I just think it's funny when he said, "Have you seen his stuff?" Like, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I seen his stuff on YouTube, but I you know I have yet to watch his net. For a second, you thought I was—I actually hadn't heard you, and I was just talking about something different. But yeah. no, I—I I know I have seen him speak. Yes, I, mean, uh, I thought you misheard me, and you thought no, I, I was uh, Anthony because you know what, Governor Cuomo. But Anthony Cuomo, you're right, is is from 
Opie and Anthony, I think. So you actually you sort of made sense there. Yeah. Um, but well, Governor, here's what's weird, though. Governor Cuomo is really he's he's a good one. He kind of you tune in, you can tell he cares. He speaks really well. It would be nice if one day he was the president. I think that he would be. Let's hope he goes that way and not the way of uh, Rudy Giuliani. Just well, this, yeah, this is the weird thing. I mean, if you don't like scary movies and you see a scary movie on television, you just flip through it, right? If you don't like a singer and you're listening to the radio, you'll you'll just change it to a different station. If you don't like a food that you ordered, you won't order that particular item again. If you don't like a shirt that you bought, you just go ahead and take it back, right? You just but, you, you wear it as pants. Yeah, you wear it yeah. as pants and call it a day. Or you wear it as a mask. If you don't but, like a shirt, you wear it as pants. If you don't like but, pants, it's a scarf. But, and if you don't like getting sick, wear your pants as your scarf. Right. Shirt is your goddamn pants. <laughs> and you put but, pasties over your nipples and your belly button. All right. So, but I think it's strange that every single day, people that are dissatisfied with job Trump is doing, continue to watch this clown show of these press conferences he holds every single day and they don't just flip through and say, hey, this is going to put me in a bad mood. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's you know it's not going to, gonna, you know like, it, there's what? nothing useful. There's no reason to watch it. It's a clown show. But you also, it's you just, think, it's, you know, but, the thing is, is I don't understand why involved. people are watching. They, it's upsetting people, but people are asking to get upset by watching it. The thing about it's him is, kind of their fault for him or not, he did downplay this. And he said it was a liberal hoax. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not defending him at all. I'm saying that we know that every time he opens his mouth, something upsetting is going to happen. Why do we continue to watch? It's like if you are if you hate scary movies, don't watch Yeah, them. but it's like watching a, a train wreck. But you're also looking, you kind of need to know, like, what is his response now? Especially economically, you know? Well, I understand. You make the case that you want to stay updated, but it's look. Were you reading his tweets every day? I mean, no, I was not. It's 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 a it's a it's a cruel practical joke. It's a reality show that he oh. puts on. It's just you know, there's no reason to watch it. It puts you in a bad mood. Puts you in a bad state of mind. That's how I feel. But um, quarantine wise, what have you been eating? Last week you told us that you will sit down and finish a full bag of potato chips. I only say this because I'm eating something. I want to also say that um, New York, because there's no cars and no people outside, has been overrun with wildlife. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I know. I was wondering what the animals were thinking right now. I had some pelicans like fly <laughs> up to me the other day and look at me like this is this world is no longer yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like what are you doing out here? We have we've hawks, taken the land insects back. and stuff. And they're getting cocky. They're getting cocky. They're getting cocky. Do you saw those mountain goats and whales? That they were being real cocky. in New York City. No, there were mountain goats and like <laughs> whales, and they they just took over the city. They're just walking around getting. Oh, in Wales. Okay. This the yeah. place, Wales. I thought you meant they're mountain goats riding whales. Yeah. yeah. In New York City. <laughs> beluga. Goat, beluga riding. Uh, uh, sat, they saddle up belugas, and it's goats, it's goats going around town. Now, um, it is really true, though. You can see it in Los Angeles, the amount of birds I've been seeing just yeah. because nobody's, no one's out anymore. And I'm the animals are loving this. Yeah, I mean, this is, well, Kate said one of the upsides of this, and I don't think you can really argue with it, is that nature almost hit the pause button. They were yeah. like, all right, enough humans, you know, being selfish, destroying everything. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's worth, uh, you know, 
deaths, but I don't know. Yeah. That's the other thing that's tough is like, well, okay. There's something called, um, we'll get back to eating in a second, but there's something called doom scrolling, which is where, um, there's a bunch of new words from the pandemic. There's like quarantine agers. Um, there's having a quarantini, which is mm-hmm. or a COVID nightcap. Those are like drinks that you have in quarantine. And then doom scrolling is when you just get online, you go to the news and as you scroll, it's just worse and worse news, worse and worse. Right. And I have been guilty of that. I sort of wake up. Oh, so have I. It's almost like checking. It's a terrible version of checking the stock market. It's terrible. Yeah. And, but, but that's part of it. I sort of yesterday, I looked at all the financials and what's happening in the stock market. Our, my, our biggest sadness is for the restaurant industry in Manhattan because that employed an immense amount of people. There are easily 30 restaurants within a three block radius of our house. I mean, it's yeah. where we live in lower Manhattan such a big part of the financial ecosystem was, and a lot of these places I think are delivering and because they're not figuring out whether you can get this really from touching surfaces or eating something that has it on there. And because some restaurant workers are getting sick, the restaurants are starting to just sort of shut down and hope that they'll get a stimulus package and, you know, some sort of something that could help them open their doors back up. But we're really worried about them. And then, uh, you know, it's, but that's what it is. That's all it is. It's doom scrolling. The same shit is going to happen if you don't look at it. And so Kate made a really concentrated offer today to sort of, but I feel like everybody did that when Trump first got elected. It's just over and over. He would bungle something or say something horrible. And then after a while, people kind of stopped doing that. But the American government affects you a lot less and a lot less often than this pandemic is. Well, that's true. And I think what people are really curious about, though, TJ, and I've been wanting to ask you this. I mean, how do you during a quarantine, how do you how do you how's the fucking and trucking going? I mean, I, how do you do the trucking part? I mean, crazy I, because I, you can't you truck can't, virtually you can't truck and then fuck. You can't fuck and then truck. you got to I mean, you got to almost it's almost like you've been. Relegated. Your options have been narrowed. I gotta be honest with you, and I don't usually get political on the show, but I haven't been fucking that much because I'm afraid if I fuck until I truck, I got nowhere to truck. So there's no (laughs) way to truck and truck. That's exactly what I was worried about. Fucking. So I'm really taking it easy on the fucking for fear of the trucking. Of the trucking. That's what I was wondering about. It's really. It concerns me. I don't like. Here's what I don't like. I don't like the. Well, I wanted to talk about advice for dating in the quarantine age and also for masturbating in the quarantine mm-hmm, age. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are single that are listening to us and what you've got there is really the option to masturbate. But I, I'm big into the idea of I shave every day. I wear different clothing for dinner than I do. And, you know, I used to kind of say, all right, so we would, we'd have a date night, you order delivery, plate it, not eat it out of the carton. Um, you know, bottle of wine. I just ordered a bunch of wine to come in. We just got a bunch of wine and, you know, I sort of, it's not continue life as normal, but try and make it just a special time with two people. And you'll find that just by, um, and you know, it's not that we're eating really healthy, but just by sort of getting dressed for dinner 
And by doing a something special, every dinner that you have, that's kind of big, you're not always going to want to like have a nice, but you can have date nights in quarantine and you can sort of, you know, I've been doing a thing every couple days where I'll hide a card that I either just made by hand or we have a bunch of blank cards with just something really easy, just a nice love note. Another thing we have is this thing called a love box and you can go look it up online. It's a French company and they'll ship it to you. It's a great idea for quarantine. In fact, I'm going to write this down because I'm going to tweet this. But the love box is a wooden box and you use an app and you text the uh, you text through the app and the, and the love box has a heart on it in the front and the heart, it's magnetic, starts spinning a little bit. And so then the person you're with knows, oh, somebody sent me a love box message. And they take off the top of the love box and a digital screen says a little message or a little gif or a little, you know, whatever it is. Just like, hey, I love you. I love being quarantined with you or thanks for doing the dishes or whatever it is. And it's weird because it's more exciting and personal than a text. um, But it's not you sending a letter. It's kind of halfway in between. And it's really brilliant technology because what did you like about receiving a love letter? You know, I don't know if any of us even really remember um, when we got love letters or sent love letters, but I think do you remember like is that when you checked the mail, there was a letter for you. And that, do you remember, do you remember people leaving uh, letters on your car? Like in the parking lot at, in high school? Yeah. And you, that was awesome. You could, and so you, and so what about notes in class? Did you do that? What's exciting about that? Yeah. Is even the note is folded up. So then you open it up and you go, you, you get the anticipation. Oh my God, I got a note what's in it. And then, um, you, you sort of have this like moment where you're going, um, geez, like, I don't know. It's just great. It's, it's kind of like, what, what's this letter going to be? Right. You, you see, I got a letter from somebody, you check who it's from. Oh my gosh. So that's the love box. When the heart starts spinning, you're like, oh my God, they sent me a message. And then you get to wait, open the top, and you see it. And then if you send a couple of messages, when you close the top of the box, the heart starts spinning again. You go, I got another message. So you can send them sort of a string of like when you text somebody and press send and say, hey, how you doing? What do you want to do tonight? Hey, I heard that I might truck if I fuck again. So let's just masturbate 12 feet from each other and look into the sky. Don't look at my eyes. Don't look at my body. Just look into the sky. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that's a really good resource, but these are things, you know, there's the domestic violence has gone up in New York city, right? And Florida said, that's why they weren't going to do a lockdown because people would kill themselves or beat the shit out of each other. And that's really scary. Kate said that to me. She said, and I don't think I, I can't imagine much of the 12 and a half, if any, would ever domestically abuse someone. But um, Kate said that. She said, you know, we get along. Internationally, though. Kate was internationally like, we, abuse, we, yeah. we pretty, yeah, international abuse is a lot of fun. That's yeah. that's, where, uh, that's where I hit her all the way, all the intergalactically. It's to the moon, Alice. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, we're lucky because for the most part, Kate and I get along really well. We've known each other for a long time. There are a lot of couples that I really feel for 
that don't get along. They need space from each other. That's how the relationship works. That you say, look, I'm going to take a walk, okay? I'm not coming home till later tonight. I'm going out with my friends. That's gone. So that must be a very, very strange sort of um, change within that. Now, as far as tips for masturbating during the quarantine are, uh, try in a place that you usually wouldn't. Do it in a hallway while your neighbor's gone. You know what I mean? (laughs) I joked about that with Kate. She's like, do not do that. I said that one night I wanted to take the recycling down to the trash in the cellar, uh, which is, you know, that's trash for one of the building, completely nude. And she said, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. It's crossing the line. So I proposed, what if I put a fig leaf over, um, you know, over my penis? And she said, that's a waste of a good fig leaf because you don't need all of the leaf. And <laughs> that hurt. That was a pretty good burn. Ouch. Not uh, ideal. Uh, <laughs> um. And I think, you know, order, order takeout. And you can also... You know, I got her a surprise on Amazon and it wasn't really expensive. And then I just ordered a slide whistle and a box of jacks. So we're going to play jacks tonight. And I'm going to How come you were walking around the slides. hallway naked? How come you were walking around the hallway naked? What can you Why were you in the hallway naked? <laughs> I'll just say it twice. We just talked <laughs> and we've already talked about it once. I know, but I don't I still don't quite understand why okay, it's so necessary you leave, for you to be naked in the hallway. When I'm you sorry. leave our apartment or our house whatever. Yeah. You go out and there's a, sort of a little hallway. It's no bigger than a square, a small room or something. And you can either go down the stairs or up the stairs to the back door or just get in the elevator. And as soon as you get out our door, you see the elevator. And to the right is our neighbor's door. But our neighbor is not in town. So there's no way they'll come out of the thing. And there's no one that would ever come up the stairs. So it was really weird probably the first 10 times that I did it. It's still pretty weird because you would never be naked out there if it wasn't for this quarantine. You would never, you just wouldn't think yeah, to do it. You probably wouldn't. Even yeah. if they were. You probably home. wouldn't think to be naked in your hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is at a necessity. You probably wouldn't wear ski, you would probably wouldn't wear ski goggles at CVS or Walgreens. And yet I'm and I was going to say that giant too. Ski goggles. When I, I had thought before all this happened, part of the reason I got the masks was in part to stop healthcare providers from having PPE. But also because, no, I wanted to do it because I thought, you know, maybe I'll walk around with a mask and be sort of Japanese about things and then people won't recognize me. But when I started wearing the mask for reals and other people weren't wearing masks because they were like, you don't get it unless you're old, I was really embarrassed. I rarely get embarrassed in public, but I was very self-conscious, I should say. And that was sort of a new bizarre feeling. Now... When you walk around, you look at people who don't have masks or gloves or both, and you look at them weird. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the greatest things about going out right now when you do able to, when you are able to get out is to not see uh, other comedians, right? Um, I, <laughs> you know I have sort of an aversion to certain types of comedians that can only – there is a certain type you of often comedian. often past me and not said hello at all. No, you, you're the exception. I'll say, can talk about anything. That's why we have from the Blue Man Group and then you're right. Exactly. That's why we have this show is because we can talk about all kinds of topics. There's a lot of comedians that can only talk about comedy and I, I just find it incredibly boring, right? I mm. they, there's I, Now, there's certain many exceptions, of course, but – when you get together with comedians in a green room, often they can only talk about who books that or who's uh, where would I find. It's just a constant 
stream of information about what they're doing in their career, and I, I find it boring, right? And so I've found it really a nice relief to not have to hear about what everybody's doing every moment of every single night, right? So yesterday I'm taking a walk with my son, Wynn. The better. And, uh, and uh, I ran into a, a comedian. In this comedian, it took like, it literally took 20 seconds to be like, Hey, are you doing online shows? You should do online shows. I have an online show this weekend. I have an online, I have a, a you know, a, a Zoom show on Saturday. My agent set it up and it was like, do you understand there's a pandemic going on? Can we, didn't you, isn't there a bigger topic that we could have been discussing for, uh, you had to launch into this 20 seconds later? Yeah. Uh, I just, so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go back in and enjoy the rest of my quarantine tonight. <laughs> well, I, I think what's weird, um, I was naked at the time, so that made things awkward. Too. <laughs> that made it a little bit different. Yeah, you know, the, can you bring the, up the outside the, world the, is the your fig home. leaf yeah. around my loins? Can't you bring that up? The, the, the outside world is. Your I just hallway. fucked, and I'm out here trucking, and it, you got to bring up this. If you, if you think about it, the outside world is all of ours hallway. There's yeah. one big hallway into different houses. Yeah. And office buildings, but I we're seeing with the zooming too. We're seeing like the insides of everyone's houses now. I mean, there's no. In some ways, we have more privacy, but in some ways, we have less. I've, I've, I've talked to people where they're just pretty much in their bathrobes, and I can see what's going on in their house. I just saw your cat for the first time in a year or two. Is that true? Who's walking around behind you? And that cat is not behaving appropriately. I mean, that cat's got that cat is, uh, well. Hanging and dangling. Let's that, put it that way. That cat is hanging, hanging and dangling. Hanging and dangling. There's a sticky zipper with that cat right now. That cat. If that cat had pants, that cat would have a sticky zip. Stick zip. But uh, the cat's sort of staring. TJ just left for a second. The cat actually now is on screen staring me down, kind of not pleased with my sticky zip comment. Uh, so that's kind of a... I don't know what TJ's looking for. It looks like he's going into some type of uh, pantry or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's doing. Well, that's, he's back. He's back. There that's, that's the problem. You're right, is that you see all these people's houses. And so, you know, I'm trying to figure out. How many people are like, let's clean up. We have to do a Zoom later. Let's I, clean up the backdrop. Now, I have a map behind me. So that's what all you're getting to see. That really helps. But I yeah, so you also can see the oceans that we're I've crossing. I've seen the debacle right that is your home. I know, I know. It's absolutely outrageous. It's outrageous. It's, uh, so anyway, so, you know, I think that's true. It's, and it's untenable, untenable. I'm in a very strange position when it comes to doing a show because it's sort of weird for me to ask people to pay to see a show. So I think if I do that, I'm going to wait for a while and it will be mostly circus and vaudeville juggling, that sort of thing. And um, that, I think, honestly, would be the extent of it. Um, and, uh, and I don't even know that I totally feel comfortable doing that. So that that's sort of a weird thing. But, yeah, you know, it's part I need attention or something. Some of these comedians I'm saying, are, you know, I need attention. I need that high of performing, so I'll try and do it virtually. And then it's also part kind of what am I going to do for money? How do I... How do I get? Well, and, I, and I'm not denigrating that. I'm just saying, couldn't we have 
yeah, a minute before company. launching into who books something. You know, I, I mean? think it's going to look so. It looks so weird to do stand up in your home, and on Zoom, I you know I can't tell. It really, it's not like everyone can laugh at once. But well, here's the thing. To, here's the thing. It goes to the audio of one person. So you're really just going to hear one person laugh. I know. And that's the thing. And let's say someone, uh, let's say you're a working comedian and the first 10 videos that you have uh, on YouTube are you doing some of these types of shows, right? Right. And you can't hear anybody laughing. Um, You know, we've seen how this is working on late night television without a studio audience. It's even as someone that's in the business, it's hard to tell if something's funny, if nobody's... There's a reason why they had laugh tracks in the 70s. Like, there's a reason why you have a live studio audience, because it makes you realize when you should be laughing and it makes it seem funnier. And that's why I think it's so funny over the years. Now we're talking about comedy. I just said we weren't going to. But I loved it. I loved it when bookers would come into a showroom and they'd be like... And you'd be performing for 12 people or something. You'd be doing a showcase for them. And they'd be like, well, I've seen a lot of comedy. I know the difference between, uh, you know, when a crowd's good or when they're not. So I won't hold that against you. And I would always think, yeah, you really don't know the difference. You When when you hear nobody laughing, you again. don't think it's again. funny. You, you just said it again. You garbled. Okay. Well... They'd say they, you know, someone you'd be there for a showcase night, and someone the booker would be like, "I'm going to watch your showcase for your audition to work at my club," and the crowd would suck, and the booker would be like, "Well, I know the difference. I know a good crowd from a bad crowd. That you that won't be held against you. Yes, it will be held against you. Yeah, I don't care how long you've been in this business. When you see somebody killing in front of a crowd versus eating it in front of a tiny crowd, you. You might logically think that person's funny, but it's hard to picture them killing. Well, it's, I mean, it's just that's just the nature of the game. And I, I think that has a lot to do with stand up because I will say I was watching Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel, and they have no studio audience. And I was laughing a lot at Seth Meyers, but I I just lost it with Jimmy. I was laughing so hard with Jimmy Kimmel's monologue. And he was saying, you know, just stuff like the governor of Florida is a jet ski that runs on four loco. And like <laughs> it's, there's some of, some of these monologue jokes. It's more fun yeah. when an audience is laughing because the timing is right. a little better. But they're getting used to it. I just think stand up is so much about the audience. And you, like you said, well, you've been it's missing about the interaction connection between the audience and the performer. Now, juggling, vaudevillian-style jokes, that kind of thing, slide whistle stuff. I think I can do that without feeling like, okay, you know, this doesn't look weird. But I think, you know, I feel really bad for these people that are trying to do these Zoom shows and sell tickets. And I also just don't think it's time. I think Americans are still learning how to just live in quarantine. Well, that's why these last few episodes of The Dark Period have been a little bit more somber because we're trying to, you know, catch up with each other, show some respect also for what's happening. But our next episode, we're going to go back to our old format just for one episode. Yeah, we, we want to go every other, minute. we want to do two yeah. episodes a week, so, do a classic yeah. cashing in. A classic cashing in. And these ones are just going to be more, the dark periods, uh, these are just going to be more just me and my old friend catching up. And it it's uh, it's therapeutic. I've been doing more cash withdrawals also where I just talk to myself at three in the morning because it's therapeutic to talk to somebody. But, I, but I, what I said was, because I listened to your last cash withdrawal, I think. Yeah. And I liked it because we're all sort of in this so very much alone. We're all in this together, yeah. but 
in a very alone way. Like there's that hashtag alone together. Uh, yeah, but you're still yeah. fucking alone. And you can only talk to some. We can't even truck after we fuck. I mean, what, you know? We just gotta, I don't know. I'm doing a Zoom truck until I fuck uh, on, on Sunday at uh, 3 a.m. Yeah, my fucking, the sleep is so absolutely off. It's just a crazy, crazy time. But I like listening to you talking about it because everybody you froze for a second say it again say it again you froze you froze uh, say it again so um everybody's having these bizarre experiences and for me it was really nice to hear your experience and i hope that's what the 12 and a half are getting are like okay so here's how tj and cash are doing it maybe i should get naked in the hallway a little bit more you know yeah maybe, maybe, I, maybe ski I, I fuck too much until i truck you know maybe yeah maybe yeah. we should put ski goggles on or maybe we should watch our cat have a sticky zipper yeah he's sticky zipping it Sticky zip dog style. So I <laughs> sticky zip dog style. That's a joke that Kate and I have been doing since college. You're sticky like, paws. Do you want to part? Do you want to drink it up? Drink dog style. We just <laughs> say that for a long time. It doesn't make sense with the cats, which makes us laugh. We go, look at this cat just sleeping it up, sleep dog style. It's like no, it's a cat. We can't do anything sleep dog style. Um, so. You know, I, I, I like the idea that we at least can take our mind off things and hear what other people. Kate did something really great this morning, which is she woke up and she was like, I'm really sad. And I said, you know, I'm really bummed out, too, because I think it's starting to dawn on everybody that it's like this could last for months, you know, and this might be the new normal for a while. And we are all sick of washing our soap and, with other soap and sanitizing that. soap yeah, yeah. before you wash the soap with it again after washing your hands. And I boil the soap too, and then I throw my body into a vat of soapy uh, boiling water. Just boiling then, soapy water. Which makes me believe I have a fever, but sometimes I think it's boiling water related. You never know. You so know you're just, you're you just, know. You, you don't know. You're so, you're, you're throwing darts at the dartboard. You're, you're soaping it up, soap dog, boil dog style. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> just boiling the old soapy dick. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll do that before I have sex. I'll soap boil my dick. And then after I have your course, I'll just put it through a paper shredder and start with a new one. But everybody said there was going to be so much sex during this era. And I, I don't know. It doesn't put people in the mood for sex to be having to boil yourself in water before you have sex. It's I think, not. I think lobsters, so. even lobsters don't have sex after they're boiled. I think there's becoming a lot. <laughs> They don't have sex, lobster sex, dog style. Lobster style. Uh, I had I, sex, lobster style. That's what that's. That's what that is. That's what you have when sex. You have, when you have sex, that's when you have you sex, and with your hands, you go. Yeah, you make pincher claws, and you go like this during sex. The old pinchers, yeah. And you whip them with your tail if you've got one, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, you know, I, I think it's it's helpful because people need to just kind of. Um, you know, they need to sort of be okay with being bummed out. And so then Kate said, you know what? Today's going to be a good day. I'm going to only think about good things. I'm going to make sure that today is a good day. And I thought that was, um, I thought that was a great attitude. And she said, after the podcast with cash, I know you're going to feel bad. So let's just do something (laughs) and, and do something that's for us and is about feeling better 
And so that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to try and erase my sort of side of the podcast from the Squadcast broadcast. Your memories, yeah. And erase your Squadcast memories. Broadcast dog. I often, I often erase my memories after the podcast ends. Yeah. <laughs> Sun, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind dog style. And uh, erase it up. Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind dog style. Uh <laughs> That could be not to be confused with doggy style. It has nothing to do with that. It's sleep dog, no. sleep dog style. Right. So I thought that was a really good thing that she did. And then I kind of have been focusing on certain areas of the news, not just to like look at everything and feel horrible about all of it. But today I was like, all right, what's going to happen with the restaurant? So I went on Eater and read a lot of articles done by Eater and you know, the New York Times and some of these Forbes is interesting because they're talking about how the fitness industry is changing kind of overnight and people actually doing these Zoom fitness shows and people tuning in. But that's easier because that's a one-way street, right? So if you're, a, if you're a fitness instructor, if you're a boxing coach, if you do these boutique gyms, well, then G-Y-M-S, not G-A-I-M-S. Okay, because if you're doing those boutique gyms, you're just fucking gyms in a boutique. Um, but, you know, that's one thing because they're just yelling at you, telling you, OK, do this, do this. And then in the class, you just be doing the things they're telling you. You don't even really like talk to them. You know, Kate does something called gyrotonics. That's a little bit slower. You kind of talk to the person. But they're doing virtual classes, too. In stand up comedy, you're doing it with a partner and the partner is the entire audience. You know, it's really a two show. It's a two way street. So it's a very unique, precarious, pretty horrible situation for comedians. But, you know, I've read one or two articles about that, but I kind of know what's happening. So I try and segmentalize, um, you know, what I'm what I'm taking in. And then. I also started now, I'm like, I'm, do I really want to watch another thing on a screen? So let's read a little bit. So I, I started sort of this book that seems easy to read, and I like to jump around from book to book. So we all got to kind of not get stagnant. That's the most dangerous thing. If you just watch like a fifth television series on Netflix, and that's kind of all you're doing. It's just that you need to vary up your, people say get a routine. I really think like don't. You know what I mean? Don't get. But I haven't. I haven't been bored yet. Have you? Uh, no. I think this morning. I a couple times I've woken up and been like, "Well, what do I do? I don't really want to look at the news. I don't really want to watch a movie." I always feel like there's something to do. Now, well, you have kids. I, yeah, I got the two kids. And I could teach them something. Yeah, I can't you know, teach how to play jacks tonight. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't been bored. I've been sticking my thumb in pies. We've been well, baking pies. And, and that takes I'll a lot of time. It, a lot of people say it takes a, lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> Put his thumb in the pie. Thumb dog style. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that's it, it's definitely. But that's why we really appreciate any of your donations. Five bucks on Patreon to have us be able to keep this going. Uh, helps so much and that makes so much more sense to me that we are providing a 30 45 minute show um so you're giving them sort of a headlining set but in the form of a podcast well and there's life tips in here we don't need to hear the laughs of the 12 and a half because none of it's funny we wouldn't want them to be (laughs) present because then 
if they just be, be they just be that much more they just be hushing it up hush dog style yeah, yeah and quiet. I <laughs> quiet dog style I feel like people might boil themselves after these episodes I think that's right that might yeah, be responsible it all boils down to this plague doesn't have any boils you know <laughs> We're just bopping boils at this point. So this has been episode two of the... Bopping uh, and bopping boils, baby! Bopping, snapping bingo. John, Paul, George, and Ringo on (laughs) 102.7 The Quarantine. In the dark period. Um, So we'll see you next time. What we're going to do then is uh, next episode we'll do more of a a classic format and then we'll go back and forth as we can. Yeah, we're going to do one classic. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your comments online and we'll we'll, we'll hit up some maskers on the next one and... uh, it's nice. It's you know, nice right. to also. Yeah, we appreciate your maskers. It's nice to also because I'm, I'm spending a lot more time on the Facebook page. So we do appreciate your comments, and we'll answer any questions that you have, anything like that. You know, just like you, we've got nothing but time. Um, and if you're working from home, just know that your industry will eventually collapse because of the imminent global collapse that's happening within the next two and a half months. All right. Yeah. And one more thing. Wash the podcast two or three times. I love when people say that. Guys, soak it. they're Wash ending it. with this. So remember, until next time, stay at home, listen to the podcast, don't touch your ass, and then rub it through your hair and put your fingers in your nose, okay? Wash the podcast. Make sure to wash the soap you're washing your Thoroughly. hair. And then yeah. and, and do, and do a wipe down with antibacterial... There's a video showing you guys the soap that you're washing, the soap that you wash your hands with. And guys, always remember, if somebody's coughing, don't inhale. Just go French kiss them directly. Yeah. Dangling. <laughs>